0: thank you jesus yes lord only you can steal my soul test this morning jesus my soul thirst to know you better and better my soul delights to be in your presence again this morning To magnify the covenant-keeping God, to worship the ancient of days, the one who is called Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Lord, you are Jehovah Roy, my shepherd and the bishop of my soul. My soul magnifies you this morning because you are king of kings. Lord of Lords, Alpha and Omega, beginning and end of all things, my soul magnifies you this morning, Jehovah. Thank you for the privilege to worship you, for the privilege to give you glory again this morning, to worship in your presence. Be glorified, Father, forevermore, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time in your presence again this morning, reading our Bibles, Lord, grant us understanding in your word, and cause your name to be glorified again this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy. We continue reading our Bibles. A big thank you to everyone joining in uh, meticulously, diligently. You join in every morning to read your Bible. I pray God will continue to bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. We stopped yesterday on Acts chapter 25. We give ourselves this challenge to read through the New Testament in less than three months, in just about three months. And We are currently in the book of Acts. We stopped yesterday on Acts chapter 25. Acts stops on chapter 28, so we have three more chapters. So let's see if we can finish this and start the book of Romans tomorrow. Since then, Agrippa said to Paul, uh, You may speak in your defense. Remember that Paul appeared before uh, King Agrippa and then uh, Bernice. Um, So it says, then Agrippa said to Paul, you may speak in your defense. So Paul, gesturing with his hand, started his defense. I am fortunate, King Agrippa, that you are the one hearing my defense today against all these accusations made by the Jewish leaders. For I know you are an expert on all Jewish custom and controversies now please listen to me patiently okay so like i said the bible is not just a religious book but it's a book steep in history things that you can easily go back and check our secular books and research whether there was a king agrippa at all okay Whether there was even anyone called King Agrippa, and you will find yes. Now, please listen to me patiently, Paul says. Verse 4, as the Jewish leaders are are well aware, I was given a thorough Jewish training. Remember that Paul has given this defense severally when Tetulus was present, the lawyer, you know, to try to get you know get Paul in trouble. Paul gave his defense. And now before Agrippa, he says, As the Jewish leaders are well aware, I was given a thorough Jewish training for my earliest childhood among my own people and in Jerusalem. If they will admit it, they know that I have been a member of the Pharisees, the strictest sect of our religion. Now I am on trial because of my hope in the fulfillment of of what God's promise promise made of God's promise made to our ancestors. In fact, that is why the 12 tribes of Israel zealously worship God day and night and they share the same hope I have. Yet your majesty, they accuse me for having this hope. Why does it seem incredible to any of you? That God can raise the dead. Okay, uh, it's because if they agree, uh, they will have to accept <laughs> that they killed Jesus out of jealousy. Okay, he says, why will it seem? Why does it seem incredible to any of you that God can raise the dead? I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to to oppose the very name of Jesus the Nazarene. Indeed, I did just that in Jerusalem, authorized by the leading priests. I caused many believers there to be sent to prison, and I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many, many times I I had them punished in the synagogues to get them to curse Jesus. I was so violently opposed to them that I even chased them down in foreign cities. One day, I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priest. Okay, you see that it feels as if Paul (laughs) wants to get these guys in trouble, right? (laughs) So, and it's easy for King Agrippa, you know, to ask his friend, why don't you just... Find out some of these things that this guy is accusing them in return of what he's saying has happened. Was there a time authorities, you know, papers were signed because obviously the Roman government would have had to countersign those authorities for them to do the things that they were doing, killing, you know, believers or the people of the way? They would have had to countersign those. uh, um, commissions and authority so it was easy to find out it says armed with the authority and commission of the leading priest about noon your ex your majesty as I was on the road verse 13 a light from heaven brighter than the sun shone down on me and my companions we all fell down and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic Saul, Saul why are you persecuting me it is useless for you to fight against my will okay so i remember when i first read this verse in the kjv uh, to kick against the ox guard and i what was that yes it actually means to fight against my will since who are you lord i asked and the lord replied i am jesus the one you are persecuting eh? Paul was killing Christians, God says, you were persecuting me. Now get to your feet for I have appeared to you to to appoint you as as my servant and witness. Tell people, let's take that again. Now get up on your feet for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me. And tell them what I have. I will show you in the future. And I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes. So they may turn from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan uh, to God. Then uh, they will receive forgiveness for their sins. And be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me and so king agrippa i obeyed that vision from heaven. 20 i preached first to those in damascus then in jerusalem and throughout all judea and also to the gentiles that all must repent of their sins and turn to god i don't know why that is such a problem but it just meant that look the jewish the Jews no longer had the sole right. That's the problem. Eh? Had the sole right and sole access to God. He says that all must repent of their sins and turn to God and prove they have changed by the good things they do. Some Jews arrested me in the temple for preaching this and they tried to kill me. But God has protected me right up to this present time so I can testify to everyone from the least to the greatest. I teach nothing except what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Messiah would suffer. Even Moses said that there is a prophet coming after me. You must follow him. You must listen to him. And everyone who does not listen to him must be put to death that was what moses that those are moses his very words it says that the messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead and in this in this way announced god's light to jews and gentiles alike suddenly festus shouted paul huh, you are insane too much study has made you crazy but paul replied I am not insane, most excellent Festus. What I am saying is the sober truth. And King Agrippa knows about these things. I speak boldly, for I am sure these events are all familiar to him, for they were not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Obviously, Paul would have researched and known and found that that King Agrippa was at least somebody who was who was kind, you know, to to uh, to the way to Christians. Agrippa interrupted him. Do you think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? Paul replied, "Whether quickly or not, I pray to God that both you and everyone here in this auditorium might become the same as I am, except for these chains." Then the king, the governor. Bernice and all the others stood and left. As they went out, they talked it over and agreed. This man hasn't done anything to deserve death or imprisonment. He doesn't deserve to even be in prison. And Agrippa said to Festus, he could have been set free if he hadn't appealed to Caesar. Okay, so we'll just have to take it that it was just the will of God for Paul to stand before, before Caesar in Rome, right? If not, um, the proper thing for Festus to have done is to just drop the charges and then Paul would have been a freedman unless the Jews were insisting and holding on to, to, to their charge against him. Okay, so that would have then be fine that Paul would have had to go to, to appear before the, the emperor in Rome. All right, let's go to Acts chapter 27. Paul says "Sails for Rome. This one is quite interesting. When the time came, we set sail for Italy. Paul and several other prisoners were placed in the custody of a Roman officer named Julius, a captain of the Imperial Regiment. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was also with us. We left on a ship whose home port was Adramitium on the northwest coast of the province of Asia. It was scheduled to make several stops at ports along the coast of the province. The next day when we docked at Sidon, Julius was very kind to Paul and he let him go ashore to visit with friends so they could provide for his needs. Putting out to sea from there, we encountered strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course. So we sailed north of Cyprus between the island and the mainland. Keeping to, the open, keeping to the open sea, we passed along the coast of Sicilia and Pamphylia, landing at Myra in the province of Lycia. There, the commanding officer found an Egyptian ship from Alexandria that was bound for Italy, and he put us on, on board. We had several days of slow sailing, and after, after great uh, difficulty, we finally neared and but the the wind was against us, so we sailed across to Crete and along the sheltered coast of the island, past the Cape of Salmond. It was as if something just didn't want Paul to get to the other side. We struggled, verse eight, along the coast with great difficulty, and finally arrived at at Fair even near the town of Lassi. We had we had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall. And Paul spoke Paul spoke to the ship's officer about it. Men, he said, I believe there is, there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. And since Fairhaven was an exposed arbor, a a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix, farther up the coast of of Crete, and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good arbor with only a southwest and northwest exposure, okay? So just briefly, sometimes um, things don't always appear the way they are, okay? Because that was the mistake, the mistake of these guys. It appeared that it made more sense to go down to Phoenix, uh, but from what Paul was saying um, and what God had shown him, it made more sense, you know, to have, to have stayed in the less in the aisle, uh, less um, uh, favorable parts. And that's one thing you must learn as a Christian, right? You can't always go. By your by your by by sight, sometimes you just have to learn to listen to the voice of the Spirit prompting you here and there. Hallelujah. All right, let's continue. Let's look at the storm at sea from verse thirteen. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it, so they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly. And a wind, a wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster, burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Cowder. Uh, where with great difficulty we all stood aboard the lifeboat being being towed behind behind us. Then the sailor bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across to the sandbars of 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 si, off the African coast. So they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind the next day as gale force wind continued to batter the ship the crew began throwing the cargo overboard they were just trying to lighten the ship the following day they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard the terrible storm raged for many days blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope all hope was gone No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew. They had not eaten because they were fasting. No one had eaten for a long time. Verse 21. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. But take courage. None of you will lose your lives. Even though the ship will go down will go down Paul says 23 for last night an angel of the of of an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me you know I said this yesterday that as a Christian you must know whom you serve and to whom you belong very very important that is how we are able to defend our faith Paul says it here, right here For last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, Don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. So it meant that definitely Paul stood on trial before Caesar. Because that was what God declared. You will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, I'm saying that because it's not, it's not in the book of Acts, right? We don't have that record. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God, it will be just as he said. But we will be shipwrecked on an island. Hmm. 27, about midnight on the 14th night of the storm, as we were being driven across the Sea of Andrea, the sailor's sensed land was near they dropped a weighted line and found that the water was 120 feet deep. But a little later, they measured again and found it was only 90 feet uh, deep. At this rate, they were afraid uh, we would soon be driven against the rocks along the shore. So they threw out four anchors from the back of the ship and prayed for daylight. Then the sailor tried to abandon. The sailors so the ones that said that no, we must go. Now, the sailors tried to abandon the ship they lowered the lifeboat as though they were they were going to put out anchors from the front of the ship but Paul said to the commanding officers and the soldiers you will all die unless the sailors stay aboard so the soldiers cut the rope uh, to the lifeboat and left and let it drift away. It would be nice for someone to make a movie on this, right? <laughs> Just as day was dawning, Paul urged everyone to eat. You have been so worried that you haven't touched food for 2 weeks, he said. Please eat something now for your own good, for not a hair of your head will perish. Then he took some bread and gave thanks to God before them all, and broke off a piece and ate it. Then everyone was encouraged and began to eat. All 276 of us, verse 37, who were on board. After eating, the crew lightened the ship further by throwing the cargo of wheat overboard. 39, when morning dawned, they didn't recognize the coastline, but they saw a bay with a beach and wondered if they could get to, to shore by running the ship aground. So they cut off the anchors and left them in the sea. Then they lowered the rudders, raised the foresail, and headed towards shore. But they hit a, a shore and ran the ship aground too soon. The bow of the ship stuck fast while the stern was repeatedly smashed by the force of the waves and began to break apart. The soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape. But the commanding officer wanted to spare Saul, so he didn't let them carry out their plans. Then he ordered all who could swim to jump overboard first and make for land. The others held on to planks or debris from the broken ship, so everyone escaped safely to shore. Exactly as Paul said God told him, everyone made it to shore. Hallelujah. Alright, so let's go on to Acts chapter 28. And this is our final chapter in the book of Acts. Tomorrow we start the book of Romans. I'm telling you, you will be blown away if you don't understand the Christian faith. When we finish reading the book of Romans, I'm telling you, you will understand what our faith is all about. And then you will understand how to present God. Both to agnostics, those who say, Uh, okay there may be a god or somewhere and gnostics those who say there is no god at all it is for example you will know how to present god to them I, i promise you just get ready for the book of Acts, for the book of romans all right let's finish acts chapter 28 paul on the island of malta once we were safe on shore we learned that we were on the island of malta the people of the island were very kind to us it was cold and rainy, so they they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake driven out by the heat uh, beat him on the hand. Like I said, it was as if everything was working. In fact, together with nature, <laughs> okay, the the storm and the typhoon and everything now. A snake comes to bite Paul in the hand. What would my brothers have said? Hey, the gods are after me. Oh, oh, and all manner and whatever interpretation you give to it. That was not important. What was more important was what God told Paul. You will surely stand before Caesar. He says, driven out by the wind, a poisonous snake bit him on the hand the people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and and said to each other a murderer no doubt though he escaped the sea justice will not permit him to leave but paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unarmed <laughs> the people waited for him to swell up of course i'm sure maybe there were no there were no antidotes or medicine anti um anti-venoms okay uh were not, were not present so the proper thing would have been to try and treat Paul, okay? But Paul does shook the snake and shook it, it, it into the fire. Unharmed, the people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. Verse 6, but when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, hmm, they changed their minds and decided he was a god. Can you imagine? <laughs> they decided he was a god. Near the shore... Where we landed was an estate belonging to Publius, the chief officer official of the island. He welcomed us, us he welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days. As it happened, Publius' father was ill with fever and dysentery. Paul went in and prayed for him, and laying his, hand, his hands on him, he healed him. Wow. Then all the people all the other sick people on the island came and were healed as a result we were showered were showered with honor and when the time came to sail people supplied us with everything we would need for the trip just because of what had happened with Paul with Publius Publius's father okay and every other person the people okay came supplied supply them everything they need and showered them, I'm sure, with kindness. Okay, so we see there that Paul laid, he said Paul went in and prayed for him, laying his hands on him, on him, telling us in the New Testament that laying on of hands, okay, has changed a little bit. In the Old Testament, laying on of hands was usually for commissioning, for transfer of authority. We saw it between Joshua and Moses. Okay, um, the, the the high priest sometimes will do will do it um, when laying, transferring the, the sins of the people into the goat. The high priest would do it, and then we had also with the prophets, whenever they wanted to anoint and commission someone for their call as 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 a king, for example, they could lay their hands on them. But in the New Testament. It changed. Okay? Now, Paul laid hands on someone and the person was healed. Actually, Jesus started it. And so later we'll come to the book of James. Okay? That says, if there's any sick among us, let them call for the elders of the church. Then lay hands on them and the prayers of faith will heal the sick. Okay? So understand that slight change. All right. Let's try and conclude this one. It says... Uh, The people supplied us with everything we would need for the trip. Verse 11, it was three months after the shipwreck that we set sail on another ship that had wintered at the island. An Alexandrian ship with the twin gods as its figurehead. Our first stop was in Syracuse, where we stayed three days. From there, we sailed across To our region. (laughs) Hey, hey. Oh, God. Okay, so you will say Paul signed up for this, right? What about the guy that is traveling with him? Hey, a day later, a south wind began blowing. So the following day, we sailed up the coast to Putioli. We sailed up, we sailed up the coast of Puzioli. There we found some believers who invited us to spend a week with them and so we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters in Rome had heard we were coming and they came to meet us at the Forum on the Appian Way. Others joined us at the three taverns. When Paul saw them, he was encouraged and thanked God. He said, other, he said brothers, right? So this meant other believers, okay? He says the brothers and sisters. He wasn't talking about the Jews, okay, that joined them. So when Paul saw them, he was encouraged and thanked God. When we arrived in Rome, Paul was permitted to have his own private lodging, though he was guarded by a soldier. And I'm telling you, in history, Paul eventually stood before Caesar. Seventeen. Uh, three days after Paul's arrival, he called together the local Jewish leaders. He said to them, Brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Roman government, even though I had done nothing against our people or the custom of our ancestors. The Romans, the Romans tried me and wanted to release me because they found no cause for the death sentence. But when the Jewish leaders protested the decision, so you see, that was why Paul still had to come, had to be sent to to Rome. It meant that the Jewish leaders were protesting and insisting that, look, let us all go and stand before Caesar, and let Caesar be the one to decide this case. Eh? Felix was 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 um, was not was not trying to be fair. Uh, Festus same thing. Agrippa, same thing. All of them said this man has not done anything deserving of death. Hmm? (laughs) They protested the decision. He says, I felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar, even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people. I asked you to come here today so we could get acquainted and so I could explain to you that I am bound with this chain because I believe that the hope of Israel, the Messiah, has already come. They replied, We have had no letters from Judea or reports against you from anyone who has come here. So, can you imagine? They didn't even send anybody. They didn't even care. I mean, the Jewish leaders, the ones that were protesting before Felix and Festus and Agrippa, they didn't even show up. His accusers didn't show up. This is from anyone who has come here. 22. But we want to hear what you believe. But we want to hear what you believe. For the only thing we know about this movement is that it is denounced everywhere. Did you hear that? Christianity at the beginning was denounced everywhere. 23. So a time was set and on that day a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. He explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried to persuade them about Jesus from the scriptures. using the law of Moses and the books of the prophets, he spoke to them from morning until evening. Some were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this fine, they left with this final final word from Paul. The Holy Spirit was right. When he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet, Go and say to these people, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the heart of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear. And they have closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear. And their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 9 to 10. So I want you to know that this salvation from God has also been offered to the Gentiles and they will accept it for the, for the next two years. Paul lived in Rome at his own expense. He welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and preaching about the Lord Jesus Christ and no one tried to stop him. Hallelujah. All right, so that completes the book of Acts of the Apostles. Hallelujah. I do not know about you, but I was really I was really 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 blessed by that. I am I am amazed to see how Paul stands stands and defend the faith i i mentioned that yesterday right yes all of us must become apologists who are able to to stand and defend our faith you can see the passion with which paul speaks okay paul speaks to defend the faith and we thank god this morning that paul was able to to stand and defend his faith. another thing i take note of this morning is Aristarchus. Aristarchus, chapter 27, verse 2. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was also with us. Aristarchus was not sentenced to, to anything, but he chose to go all the way with Paul. And I'm telling you, that that is, that I know. I, I am so blessed by that. Father, like Aristarchus, Lord, give us the, the courage, the dedication to stay the course. In the mighty name of Jesus, this movement, Christianity was denounced everywhere. Lord, help us to stand for our faith. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.